question that brought you here. Are you satisfied with what life throws at you without ever asking why? Because I'm not. I mean, if you're content talking endlessly about the same recycled subjects over and over, just go to another podcast, because this is a new platform for my friends, clients, and anyone who wants to hang around a virtual campfire and discuss questions you've always had but never dared to ask. My name is Rich Nisbet. Welcome to It's the Question. All right, here we are, podcast number one of It's the Question. I am so glad you decided to be part of this. We got to stick together, all of us. Okay, here's how it's going to work. At the end of each podcast, I am going to pose a big question. I call it a universal question. These are the kind of things that you think about when you're around a campfire at night and you and your friends are laughing hysterically about this and that and pretty soon there's a lull in the conversation and you kind of look up and you see a bazillion stars up there and you get the thought, wow, how do I fit into all of this? See, these are not the kind of questions that you're going to discuss around a dinner table. These are the kind of things that we all think about, but no one's really talking about. You know how I know this? I was doing some reading, and there was this doctor that was researching near-death experiences. And he was going through his research, and when other people found out they all started emailing him and calling him and sending letters in of their experiences. Prior to that, it was just a few people. But pretty soon, he realized no one's talking about it because they're afraid. It's the kind of thing they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be thought of as goofy or crazy. But when he opened that door, he got a flood. And now we find out there's millions of people that have had near-death experiences. So I wanted to create a forum, I call it a virtual campfire, where we can all sit around and talk about the cool things of life without fear of others casting their doubts on us. So like I said, at the end of the podcast, I'll ask one of these big questions. You think it over and email in your responses and your replies and your opinions and your experiences to that question. Email them to answers at itsthequestion.com. No apostrophe. Answers at itsthequestion.com. We're not going to give out names and addresses or any of that stuff. We just want the answers, and we want to make it safe for you to like be fully truthful about what you've experienced on these cool questions. So how did all this start? Well, here goes. I'm in the Midwest I'm in second grade in Mrs. Baker's classroom, and she is attempting to pound into us the information she wants us to know. And I'm trying to hang on to every word, and I'm not getting it. And I start looking around the room at the other kids, and I think to myself, I wonder if they're getting it. I mean, am I the only one that doesn't understand this? So now I'm feeling a little bit stupid and isolated and separate from everybody and I'm a little bit anxious and a little bit sad and I look out the window and 
I see a tree across the schoolyard, and I think to myself, I wonder if everybody else sees the same color green that I see. Yeah, now I start spacing out and wonder what I'm going to do after school today. And then I, then I think, wait a minute, what am I doing at this school? How, how did I get in this class? What, what am I doing here? I know my parents told me to come here and everything, but I, wait a minute. Who are my parents? How did I get in this family? I, I, I love them and everything, but just then I hear a big booming voice. Richard, pay attention. Busted. So about a week later, my mother approaches me with the report card that came in the mail. She says, I'm reading your report card here, and it says, Richard gets along with everybody, but he daydreams too much. She said, what's going on with this? I said, Mom, it's, it's like... The stuff that I'm thinking about is more interesting than the stuff she's talking about. And that about sums it up for the rest of my life. I just haven't been satisfied taking whatever life throws at us and accepting it without asking why or asking about it or finding out what's underneath it or above it. If it makes sense, it makes sense. But if it doesn't make sense, I got to ask why. I mean, look at our social media now. Look at the, look at the news. I, I read something the other day where the person said, quote, take a congressman, then take an idiot. Oh, sorry, I'm repeating myself, unquote. Pretty funny, huh? The same person also said, if you don't read the news, you are not informed. If you do read the news, you are misinformed. Sounds pretty relevant, right? Do you know who made those two statements? Mark Twain. Like, over 150 years ago he said that, in the mid-1800s. Don't you see? It's the same recycled stuff over and over. You know, everybody gets all upset and all into it. It's, it reminds me of the Wilco song, where the line in the first verse goes... Come on, kids, you're acting like children. Every generation thinks it's the end of the world. Yeah, the end of the world. We all like to think that whatever we're faced with is ultra important and new. But you know what? It's pretty much been happening over and over. It's the same stuff that people have been talking about for years and years and years. Wouldn't you like to discuss what's behind it all? Or look for a deeper perspective or get a bird's eye view of life and talk about that? That's what we're going to talk about. So, why the question? Why is it called It's the Question? Because your advice sucks. Can I say that? No, really, your advice just sucks. So does mine. I mean, I learned that the hard way. Believe me. Well, okay, your advice doesn't always suck. I mean, if your friend is dreading going down to the DMV tomorrow, if you know, tell him. Give him the advice. Dude, you can go online 
and renew your license in like 10 minutes. You don't have to stand on there at the DMV for three hours. That kind of advice works. The kind of advice I'm talking about is when someone presents a personal life problem or a bad situation that they are in. You try to give advice on that one, you got about as much chance of your advice solving their problem as winning the lottery. You know, problems like, oh, my job is horrible. My husband is mean and abusive to me. I feel depressed all the time. My teenager is out of control. What's going to happen when I die? Those kind of problems. Your advice on those kind of problems is never going to hit the nail on the head. You know why? Because there are about a hundred nails around throughout and within that problem. Let's take the one where she says, my husband is mean and abusive to me. And you, in all your infinite wisdom, say, well, then you should divorce him. You should leave him. That's your advice, right? And I figure there are probably four possible reactions that she could have to that advice. Number one, and by the way, this number one response will never happen. She says, oh my God, are you kidding? Oh my God, divorce him? Leave him? You are a genius. I never thought of that. Wow, you are so smart and so aware. Yeah, divorce him. Okay, I'm going to do it. And she does. Okay, number two. She apathetically says, yeah, I know, I should, yeah, you're right. I should leave him. I'm, this is really a bad scene. I, I need to get out of it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll talk to you next week. And a week goes by and nothing happens. Okay, number three, and it's getting worse and worse. Number three, she says, what? Divorce him? Oh, yeah, right. And what about the kids? They love him. Am I supposed to just rip their dad away from them? And, and, and where am I supposed to go? I mean, he makes money. I don't, I don't make that much. What do you want me to do, go live with my mother? I would rather drink battery acid than to go back and live with my mother. I can't believe how oversimplistic and insensitive you are. I mean, you have a good marriage. You couldn't possibly understand what I'm going through. I've got to go. Yeah, which brings us to the last one, which is the worst one. Number four. She says, Hi, uh, yeah, I took your advice. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, uh, my husband and I had a big fight uh, a few days ago, and I and I told him what you said. I, I, I told him that you think I should divorce him. But, but you know, I, he's really not that bad a guy, and, and I really love him. And, and he said he'll stop going to those strip clubs, and he'll stop drinking so much. And, oh, oh yeah, uh, he wants you to call him. You get it? If people give you a life problem, you will be much more effective by switching to the power of the question. Instead of blurting out some advice, you can ask them what I call a progressive question, which will then direct their attention to an angle of their problem that they hadn't looked at before. And by doing this, 
their awareness of their situation increases, which then gives them more choice when attempting to solve it. Yep, awareness gives choice. An increased awareness gives an increase of choices. Okay, so we've come to the end of this podcast number one. I'm going to try to keep these podcasts to 15 minutes or under. And in the next podcast, we're going to discuss, of course, the answers to this question I'm going to ask you in a second. And we're also going to go over the three types of questions and how to keep yourself out of what I call a life box that we often get trapped in and don't even realize it. Okay, so here it comes. Here's the big philosophical question. Give as much detail and experience as you can on it. This is a question that was asked of me when I was 22 years old, and it changed my life. Have you ever been outside of your body? Hey, thank you very much for being part of this. Email your replies and your stories to answers at itsthequestion.com.